Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, aka J. Will. And today we're going to be talking about the blockbuster trade between the Nets, the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Cavaliers. And so we are going to give you the details of that trade as soon as I can pull them up. And we are going to dive into this before I have to go to work. And this was a doozy. And so, all right, the Nets got James Harden and the Cavaliers 2024 second round pick. That pick is pretty useless unless they use it in a trade. The second round picks don't usually develop into anything in the NBA. The Cavaliers got Jared Allen, another center who's a restricted free agent at the end of the season. So the Cavaliers could keep him. And that is what they get. The Pacers got Karis LeVert after the Rockets acquired him and then traded for him, giving up Victor Oladipo to the Rockets. The Cavaliers sent injured Dante Exum to the Cavaliers. And the Rockets also got a 2022, 2024, and 2026 first rounders. And then pick swaps in 21, 23, 25, and 27. And so those picks could be used to get another player. And that being that. And so... James Harden finally gets out of Houston after basically talking his way out of his situation in Houston. Of course, we heard from DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall. They had to get him out of there. Harden has been disgruntled, a nice way to put that, but he basically acted a fool and acted his way out of there. You've also got the situation with Kyrie Irving, who is stepping away for personal reasons, but then we see him with his mask off with the birthday party. And... We heard from Stephen A. Smith that the Nets don't know where he's at. Now, the general manager is out here saying that they've been in contact with Kyrie. And, of course, there's an 18-wheeler outside that is going to make noise that is probably going to pick this up. But I don't care. I'm pulling uh, forward with this episode because I'm just amped up about this. So the first things first is the Nets now have Kyrie Irving who has never been a third option on any team he's ever played for. He's been a second option to LeBron, but then he wanted his own team, went to Boston, that didn't work out. Then he went to the Nets, and as a primary option, he was hurt. And now he gets Kevin Durant, and he steps away from that. And then James Harden, I mean, he's been the number one option since he was traded to Houston after they lost in the finals in Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant has to be the first option because he's either the first or second best player in the NBA, depending on who you talk to. LeBron's getting older. So on paper, the Nets starting lineup looks like it's going to be Kyrie, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan since they traded Jared Allen who I think they were initially going to start DeAndre Jordan anyways. Um, they traded Torian Prince, who is a good bench player for them. Spencer did what he's hurt. So they got that Bruce Brown guy. They've got some other players, Joe Harris. But, I mean, I, are you going to start three guards? I mean, their defense has already been 12th in the NBA in efficiency, but they, they haven't won a game. I just saw this stat. The Nets are 0-5 in games, and they don't score 120 points. That's concerning. The other thing is, how is Kyrie going to accept this? How is Kyrie going to accept being the fact that he was the one that wanted to go to Brooklyn and Kevin Durant went with him? And then, of course, he's pulling his little antics, whatever. I don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving, and I don't want to speculate on people's personal issues. But if it's that personal of an issue, then at least don't be filmed having a birthday party without a mask on, because now you're going to be out for uh, violating the, the, the health and safety protocols that the NBA just 
made harsher. And so that's that. Now we talk about the Nets depth. I mean, Karis LeVert was at least a guy that could come off the bench and get you buckets. Joe Harris is a great shooter. But half these dudes on the Nets, I mean, they've got that, uh, I think it's Reggie Perry out of Mississippi State. I mean, he's a stud, but we haven't seen him do anything in the league. He was averaging like 1.9 points a game before scoring 11 the other night. Of course, Kyrie was out, so that's more looks for everybody else. Um, and honestly, the Nets are, are, are going to be the favorites if Kyrie comes back and stays on the court and doesn't pull whatever he's pulling right now. If James Harden gets in shape, they're scary offensively. They should be the favorites in the East, but let's look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't give up Ben Simmons, who's a great passer, great rebounder, great defender. He doesn't shoot the ball at all, but I mean, he can get to the rack and score. You've got Joel Embiid, who just dropped a 45-piece. Doc Rivers, and you got shooters everywhere. That Maxi guy from Kentucky has been balling. You've got that Shake Milton guy who's shown in spurts he can play. You've got Seth Curry, whose three-point shooting is out of this world. So I think that the 76ers are still scary. But at this point, now you have to look at the Eastern Conference pedigree. You're looking at the Nets, the Sixers, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who are coming on strong, winning by an average of 10 points a game, even though they lost a big game against, I can't even remember who they played. Maybe it was the Hawks. They got blown out by somebody, but then came back and beat them because, you know, the NBA is playing a bunch of these games back in the same city back-to-back because of the coronavirus. But, man, like, I don't ever want to hear again on the all-time list if Kevin Durant ever surpassing LeBron James. Think about this with Kevin Durant. When has Kevin Durant not played with more than two future Hall of Famers? When he was in Oklahoma City, he had Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Ibaka. I'm not saying Ibaka's a Hall of Famer, but that team was stacked. Then they got rid of Harden, and then he couldn't play with Russ anymore. So he goes to Golden State, who had just won 73 games, and they had Klay Thompson, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the best shooters of all time, if not the best shooter of all time, and with the other guy who's the best shooter or second best shooter of all time, and Steph Curry. Also, you have Draymond Green, who's a fringe Hall of Famer. They won three titles. Kevin Durant was there for two of them, and of course they lost when KD got hurt. Then you now have him with Kyrie Irving, who's Hall of Fame talent, and James Harden, who's a walking Hall of Famer just based on his years in Houston. And so LeBron at least had the first seven years in Cleveland with very little to no help. And then you can say, well, he's played with Hall of Famers after that, but he's only playing with one future Hall of Famer right now in Anthony Davis. And the other thing I want to talk about is chemistry. These guys have only played together on an all-star team because of that draft they instituted for the draft weekend. We have seen LeBron, because everyone, remember when everyone was talking about Dennis Schroeder and Dennis Schroeder was like, I'm going to be the point guard? Well, you just saw the chemistry between them. LeBron gets a three. Kevin Schroeder says, put a Benjamin on it. That's a $100 bill for y'all who don't know. What does LeBron do? Hits the three, turns around, and basically acts like he's collecting the money from Schroeder. And they go nuts on the bench. So that chemistry, once again, looks great. And AD has the power on that team to call out when they're not playing good defensively. Frank Vogel's now got a championship. His job is safe for the time being. There's no more questions about whether or not if Jason Kidd's going to take over. And so what Houston got, and, and I want to look at the Rockets for a minute. I mean, you've got John Wall, who's played very well. you got Boogie Cousins, who is an enforcer. You've got... Eric Gordon, now you've got Victor Oladipo. If he gets right, that team can now sneak into the playoffs. I just hate the way James Harden acted to get out of here. I mean, Anthony Davis, yeah, he wore that shirt his last day in New Orleans. But, I mean, when his when that leaked that he was wanting to go to the Lakers and New Orleans didn't handle it, well, they fired their GM, Demps, to make sure that Anthony Davis got traded. They had to do it. And, and they got Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, who's turned into a 
surefire, not an MVP candidate, but a perennial all-star. He can score the basketball. You pair him with Zion Williamson and J.J. Redick, and now you got Stan Van Gundy, who takes every team he ever has to the playoffs. I mean, he went to an NBA Finals. He went to with the Orlando Magic. He went to the Conference Finals with Miami before being replaced by Pat Riley, however you think that went on. So that team, look at the haul they got. And so the Nets, people are just saying, oh, well, look at the talent. They're just going to walk to the NBA Finals. Well, you have three guys. And, and listen, Kevin Durant is a first ballot Hall of Famer, a walking 30-point, efficient shooter, one of the greatest players to ever play. But how are we going to judge his career? And once again, that's a Walmart truck behind me making noise. But that's okay. We're going to press forward. If I mean, and, and honestly, listen, I'm, I'm building my resume. So... If you if you don't like the NBA, that's fine. But I had to get a lot of this off my chest. I was going to rant and rave about the Cavaliers and why they gave up a first-round pick. But, I mean, at this point, I don't even care about their picks anymore. So now you have the Cavaliers with Colin Sexton. They have three bigs, okay? Oh, four if you count Kevin Love. They have Kevin Love. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um Probably now Drummond is going to be out of there at the end of the season. Um, you have a restricted free agent in Jared Allen, and you have JaVale McGee. Then you have a lot of undersized guards, but I think Dante Exum was probably going to be the odd man out due to his health. And so it's interesting to see the Cavs get players in a trade, and they gave up a second and a first. But, I mean, that first is two years from now, and the Cavaliers may be a fringe playoff team just because the East is so unpredictable this year. I don't think they will be. I didn't pick them to be anywhere near the playoffs. Charlotte's up and down. But So this trade is just crazy because this is another example of teams stacking to, to beat LeBron. And people are like, and I don't want to hear about LeBron always has to have great players play with him. Look at what the league is doing. The Sixers want to go after him. Uh, when LeBron went to L.A. and then got Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard played with them and then demanded the house for them to get Paul George or he wasn't going to sign there. He probably would have signed with the Lakers or maybe there's a team we don't know about. Um, I think this definitely is this a disadvantage for the Miami Heat because they kind of stood pat. They really liked Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, who were phenomenal young players with an aging Andre Iguodala, with Jimmy Butler, who's really not a one, but he fits so well there that it works. And then you have Bam Adebayo, who's on the verge of maybe becoming a superstar just because of the way he plays defense and his offensive game is just getting so much better. And then, of course, you got Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley there. And so the NBA is in a good spot, but in a bad spot because players can just act their way out. The Houston Rockets were always going to trade James Harden. And I didn't think they were going to acquiesce his request to send him to the Nets because that's obviously where he wanted to go. But at least they get him out of the conference and they get that problem off their hands. When Boogie Cousins is like, the disrespect started way before this. That's telling. And <laughs> I don't advocate violence on this podcast at all Spotify or Apple or anyone else where this is distributed or Google Podcasts or any of that anchors that don't think I'm saying this, but do not be surprised if Boogie Cousins clotheslines him in a game or hard fouls him at least because Boogie Cousins has a lot of pride and Boogie Cousins is coming off this devastating injuries that have really derailed his career. And just seeing James Harden, who's supposed to be a professional act this way, has been very disrunning. Well, there's too much noise behind me, so we're going to stop this. 
Um, well, no, we're not. We're going to keep on going because what I would like to say is this, the it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Nash, a first-time coach, handles all this with the different players and the different things that are going on with the Nets. I mean, Kyrie Irving has just put him in such a bad spot. And what's how's KD going to react the first time that James Harden doesn't show up for a film study or the first time that he's partying? Because one thing we can say is until this year when it looks like he kind of mailed it in the last couple games, and I didn't watch the games, but just James Harden with his shot attempts, I mean, it wasn't look like he was all in the ball. Is James Harden all these years has always shown up to play. Even if he hasn't had the greatest work ethic, he has come out and put on a show. So that'll be very interesting to see. Man, I was going to light this on fire, but I kind of have calmed down once I kind of just looked into the trade more. Um, it's good for the NBA because now we have stars in New York and we have a big three. We'll see how it all turns out. But man, Steve Nash, man, good luck. And so let me know what you guys think. This has been another episode of Dads in Timeout. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Until next time, signing off.